0: I think the shit's about to hit the fan. Welcome to the Ninja Hotel. Ninjas check in, but they don't check
1: out. Ladies and gentlemen, before this episode of the Civil Emotion Podcast, I'd like you to remember one thing.
0: Chicken ain't nothing but a bird.
1: Pass me your back in the shit. Cut.
0: Uh, how do
2: you say, oh, shit, in
1: Japanese? The Okay. All right, everybody, welcome. To another episode of the Silver Emotion podcast. My name is Will, and uh, what's your name? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, geez. now I'm hurrying. Can't remember me. <laughs> anyway, I am Stephen, uh, co-writer, I guess, for the Silver Emotion <laughs> website. I just, I
1: always feel awkward being like saying my thing, and then I yeah. go, "Oh, and I'm with Stephen." I don't know. It just, it always seemed weird, so I tried to change it up.
2: Yeah, I need some uh, some kind of proper intro for me. Yeah. Maybe well, like it's, uh, it's, you know. Like yeah. the old Adam West Batman, like the episodes with the Batgirl would have this little, her driving by on a motorcycle, like, this episode's got Batgirl! <laughs> <laughs> like, <woo! laughs> I don't
1: know how we do that audio. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Get a little motorcycle sound. <laughs> <laughs> Steven! <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll
2: just we'll, we'll just keep blundering through. It's yeah, just, fine.
1: <laughs> uh, so, this episode is episode number forty. Ooh! I don't know. You know big that four zero? Yeah, big four zero. We're <laughs> we're eight nearing a, a middle age crisis here.
2: It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta find the uh... <laughs> there's a song called "Fucking 40. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, about a guy who's upset to be forty, and and. Wrote a song about it. (laughs) Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. I
1: am reaching 40 in a few years, so. Yeah, it's uh, fast approaching. Yeah, yeah, it it happens to us all. Yep. So, today we're going to talk about, uh, what is this, 1981, this movie? Um,
2: Yeah, yeah, I think it was 81, yeah. Uh, 1981, John Boorman uh, movie called Excalibur. It is unsurprisingly about Excalibur.
1: Yeah. You wouldn't have guessed from that title, but yeah, it's a movie about the uh King Arthur legend and his magical sword Excalibur. Yeah. I don't know if it's magical. Uh
2: it's it's magical. It's a sort of, it's, of it's,
1: mystery and wonder.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh <laughs> it's definitely not uh forged by mortals at least. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it comes you know, comes from the lake, lady in the lake.
2: Yeah, there's there is that significant plot element of uh, Mordred has that armor that, you know, Morgana's making it and is no sword or no weapon forged by man can hurt you. Oh yeah, there we go. He he needed Excalibur. Yeah. So it it has some form of magical <laughs> properties to it at least. That's true. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it comes out of a lake. So how many swords <laughs> do you know that come out of a lake?
2: Right. Right. <laughs> and and get reforged in a lake. Yeah. yeah. Yes. True. True.
1: So, you've seen this movie before?
2: Yes, a uh, number of times. number it's, it's of times. It's been a while. It's been, been a, been a while.
1: while. I've seen this movie twice before.
2: Mm.
1: It's been a while. So, I think this is the first movie that we've both seen before.
2: Ooh, is it?
1: I don't know. Might but I'm pretty be. sure.
2: Yeah, it might be. I'm pretty sure.
1: I didn't check. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to
2: go down the whole But list, I'm pretty so. sure,
1: because I remember, like, talking about how oh like you haven't seen this movie and then there was a couple like anime things and i hadn't seen that and you hadn't seen marnie so you know it was like yeah yeah i'm pretty sure uh, i think this has been
2: pretty new for
1: so uh breaking breaking ground new ground for episode 40
2: (laughs) oh oh, wait wait gamera i think we have both seen gamera although we did but you only saw the the, the partial version yeah so i don't know that that really counts for me yeah so So, yeah Anyway, no, it's the first time we've both seen the proper version yeah, of the Yeah, the full-on so.
1: uh the actual thing. Um So, I don't know, uh where do you want to kick it off? Um I don't
2: know. Hm. I guess uh Yeah, it's Arthurian legend, so that's kind of self-explanatory to a degree. Yeah. Have it you is kind of
1: uh, Have you read the uh any I, any
2: deep uh literary source for this um i've read parts of things like it's it's based on lamort d'arthur which is kind of considered to be the i don't know the unofficial official arthurian right like it's although it's kind of weirdly the last of the classical ones oh okay it's kind of um mallory the writer of it was like oddly enough the arthurian legends like that are used in the in this movie and we normally think of as king arthur they're mostly like french stories huh. it, it, like the original stories were from england and then they kind of like came to europe mainland europe and it was a bunch of like romanticist uh writers that were just kind of completely transformed it and i think mm-hmm. it was kind of this weird thing like it just turned into something completely different and it kind of turned into this romantic era of medieval knights and shining armor that it okay. never had any relation to in the actual history of oh, it. Oh wow. And you're shattering this whole Arthurian legend. Yeah, I think I think a lot of uh, what came later was done by like French poets. And okay. They were, it was a very romantic thing that was it was all about this this chivalry and romance between the characters and stuff. And there was there's some gigantic and I mean fucking gigantic collection of stories that is that's called the vulgate cycle and Ooh. that's what um lamorte d'arthur is based off of oh okay and mallory the writer of that uh took the vulgate cycle and he condensed it down to like a tenth of its size or something ridiculous wow. and lamorte d'arthur still like a thousand pages wow so he Really condensed this gargantuan yeah. epic. I mean, it's kind of. I I would liken it more to like I don't know, like Batman or Superman, where it's like, it just got so many stories from so many writers doing okay. so many things with it that it's just the Arthurian legends just ballooned into this gargantuan mythos of its huh. own.
1: Wow. But the Mallory, is, his, version is like kind of the basis for what we know
2: right right as, most of as the... most of yeah because that's that's one of the first of the arthurian legends to be written in english like okay most of the older stuff was like it was written in french or german right. or italian or whatever the heck was going on at the time on in europe and this was yeah. like the first time that an english writer actually took the arthurian legends and made this uh literary epic of it that was huh. or at least the first time it was of a uh, memorable enough and high enough quality that it has become a literary classic okay and so because i think because of that that's why he became the kind of the standard is just that he was the first guy to do it in english proper to give it a proper treatment in english which it should be because it's all about english folklore it's funny it's so weird that it just totally left england and became its own thing that's crazy yeah And so English people were reading all of these Arthurian legend stories in French. (laughs) And and it was like or they were translated from the French version or something. And like so Mallory was the first one to really give it a proper English version. And so he kinda codified it and it kind of became the standard. And everything else since then has mostly been based off of that. Um, so like the sword and the stone or you know, all the yeah. any other movie or TV show or whatever right, based right. on it is usually going back to Lamar d'Arthur. okay, which is kind of goofy because he he chose a French name for it. right, right they, that's, Be, that's what's thrown me. Cause... And he well he's I think he did that very deliberately because people at the time were so used to it being French to being oh uh, so he's these... trying to trick people into reading it yeah it was just kind of like that's just it's <laughs> what Arthurian legend was Arthurian legends were always in French so yeah. he gave it this French title because that just it seemed more appropriate to it so it's just, book just,
1: marketing <laughs> in the 16th century
2: yeah so it's like <laughs> what the heck but, huh. yeah so it's it's a really weird setup I mean I have a book that I haven't read yet of um, the original Arthurian legends that, like, go back before all of that, that are, like, the actual English legends huh. from before of what whatever remnants of them still exist. Yeah.
1: Translated into English, I would imagine. Um,
2: no, no, this is, like, the actual English one, so maybe translated oh, into okay. modern English from old oh, English. Okay. Like, so, okay. so they, like, went back to as far as they could. So and, they
1: did start in English. Right, and it just kind of moved. Spread it. out, yeah. and then Mallory... It's just
2: that the old English versions are just so completely unrecognizable. Yeah, okay. They're completely different stories, basically. So, yeah, I'm curious to what those are like. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I am too. I've just there's. I know that Merlin was actually a completely separate legend, and they eventually blended. Yeah, they just kind of blended these two different legends together at some point. So, when that exactly happened is. Up to for debate, I think yeah. uh, the quest for the Holy Grail was actually like this giant cauldron. It was like it wasn't the Holy Grail in the original English version oh, because okay. Arthurian, like, and and they have this in the movie Excalibur that there's this theme going on of Christianity overtaking these pagan religions, yeah, and that's kind of very much actually true of the legends themselves in that they are pagan legends, but they've been melded into okay. this Christian ideal, and I think even in the original English forms, they've been filtered through Christianity so much that there is this big transition.
1: Okay, that's interesting, because like mm. almost everything <laughs> at some point got filtered through Christianity. like All right. of the, the holidays and everything else oh, yeah, was yeah. originally pagan, and then they just you know, made a new holiday on the same day. That's like, oh, you want to celebrate winter? Well, now it's called Christmas, and it's Jesus based.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like like Halloween and Easter. Yeah, and like all, all of those stuff, were. Yeah. And so and that's interesting. So, so yeah, I think the arthur Holy... started that way, and then yeah, I think the Holy Grail was kind of that way too. Like it wasn't the Holy Grail, but huh. there was this quest for this like magical cauldron kind yeah, of okay. thing that was in the original legends, and huh. it like got turned into the Holy Grail in that's later cool. versions. I, didn't, I had no idea. So, yeah, Arthurian legend is really weird. Um, Oddly enough, a lot of my uh, school literature classes had me reading Arthurian stuff. There was one I read that was kind of a super condensed version of Mallory, and I kind of got a general idea of what was going on with things from that. Um, There was another one that was a series of just novels that were based on, like, old Arthurian legend, but they were, like, going back to even before Arthur, so it was like... Oh, weird. uh, I want to say the author was, uh, like, Stephen Lawhead or something, and so it was like... I don't know, yeah. Can't help you. (laughs) Yeah, it was... He he wrote this series of novels, and, like, the first one, like, is not even Arthurian legend. It's so far beforehand, and doesn't even... And then, like, the sequels eventually, like, reach Arthur. Okay. And it was, like, this whole weird, completely different take on it that was going into these other weird cultures i just i i think i only read like the first book in it i want to say it was taliason and it was like some completely different culture there was some kind of like bullfighting ceremony going wow. on it was just like what the heck like i just knew that supposedly this somewhere down the line connects to arthurian legend and it was just huh. like i don't know what's going on but <laughs> that's interesting yeah yeah so it's it's a really weird uh, le- legend with a really weird history to it. So
1: yeah, I was I, wondering because you you're pretty you're a literary guy, so I I wondered if you had read the the original um, Mallory. At I all. have
2: a copy of it, and I keep like going back to it, and then just getting distracted after yeah. a, a little while, and I, I've so I've never really read through the whole thing. Well, I imagine it's, it's kind of rough to get through.
0: It can you be. Know, hundreds it, it of can, years. Yeah, later.
2: it's it. Compared to other things I've read that old, yeah. or at least approaching that old, it's actually like very smooth reading, oh, okay. but it's not what I, w- I... It's kind of hard to describe. It's not compelling reading. It's like there's... I. Th- and I think this is kind of... Ha- and I kind of think of this with anything older, it kind of has this feel. And I think it kind of happened around in the 20th century, the late 20th century, when writing suddenly started competing with television and movies and stuff yeah. to a degree that it hadn't before okay and i think just writing style has changed to become uh more immediate more tension building more of uh I I guess yeah i don't know. Yeah, wanna...
1: I, I could see that and Definitely. so
2: you, whenever you go to read an, something older like that there's not it doesn't like just hook you and grab you and like you have to know what happens next and lamort darthur is very much like that where it's like it's very well written, it's very smoothly written, I don't have a problem reading it, but there's nothing in it that's going like, You have to keep reading to find <laughs> out what happens. And there there's no like build up of you've gotta know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Partially I think because Arthurian Legend is so much a collection of short stories rather than a, a single overarching yeah, story. Yeah. So in Lamort d'Arthur there's like maybe two or three pages and you've got a whole story complete of one little adventure. And okay, then there's yeah. another one that happens and there's like hundreds of them or yeah. something. Yeah. And the movie's like that too. Yeah, yeah, the movie is very just broad, sweeping kind right. of tone. Right, beginning
1: beginning um Arthur's birth and before Arthur's birth all the way to uh Arthur's death, spoilers. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and it's just it it charts that whole course of his life through right. these various little episodes that happen. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not super familiar with it. My <laughs> I read Once in Future King when I was in tenth grade. Mm. I was assigned it.
2: Oh yeah, okay. And so you were so, assigned some Arthurian stuff. Too. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. and I was assigned that. And I I'm the type of person that if you assign me a book, I don't want to read it. <laughs> so I like the the uh, the Arthur stuff, and so I was interested in it. But it just took me forever to read it because it was so large. Yeah. It was just, you know, like, ugh.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's one I hadn't read because it just wasn't high on my... Yeah. I I wasn't assigned it, so I didn't... Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I'm curious um, if I read it again if I would get more into it. Um, But definitely as a a 10th grader, I was definitely not. Right. I I liked what was happening, you know. but but my major touchstone of of Arthurian legend where I where I really like came to love it as a child was the Disney movie Sword in the Stone. Mm. I like everything I know about it
2: basically comes from that. <laughs> You know, it's kind of weird that, like, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh, really? But I, I saw this one growing up as a kid. So oh, the, this wow. Is, so I have that experience with this movie, is oh, like wow. what you're saying was the, the Disney one. This is where I kind of ha- came in contact with Arthur for the okay. first time. And yeah, kinda... I didn't
1: see this until I was, like, a teenager or something.
2: Yeah. I That's mean, so cool.
1: This is a good way uh, to get introduced.
2: Yeah, I think. It's uh, perhaps a little uh, R rated for perhaps, kids, but.
1: but... I mean, who cares? I don't know. Yeah, I watched a lot of rated movies when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And I think this
2: may have been a little later than the other, like, because I, I mean, I grew up with like Aliens and Predator and Terminator and RoboCop, and I think this probably came a little later than those ones, but Uh kind of still at a point where I was young enough that it's kind of a formative childhood memory to me, kind of. Well, that's cool. I the
1: the Disney movie only goes up to a certain point and then mm. it sort of just completely <laughs> goes off the rails. <laughs> Cause like in the Disney movie, it's funny. You never saw it. The, uh, the Disney movie, Arthur stays with Merlin at a certain point. Like he's with, mm. with, uh, I don't remember everybody's name, but the, he's staying with the Lord and his brothers, Kay. Right. And, like, they're all, like, mean to him and Arthur's, oh. like...
2: Uh, they kind of, like, combined it with, like, a Cinderella kind kinda, of story. It's kind of got a yeah. thing,
1: like, where he, and he's, like, the squire and he's got to do the dishes and all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls the sword out and it's, oh, it's amazing. But, in, but what changes is, like, Kay tries to act like he pulled the sword out like he actually tries to do that for a while and it goes on for a while in Mm. the Disney one but then eventually they realize it and they're like okay you're the boy king but he doesn't just become king (laughs) he goes to like train with Merlin and Mm. and so like Merlin turns him into a fish at one (laughs) point and he's (laughs) swimming around the moat and you know it's like I don't know it's super fun anyway so none of that happens in Excalibur right really
2: Yeah, you know, Merlin's very subtly done in this movie. He is. He is.
1: The first time I watched this movie, I was coming at it from the Disney movie, and Mm. that Disney movie is very fantastical. You know, he's getting turned into a fish and all this stuff, and uh, (coughs) Merlin has a a cute little owl (laughs) called Archimedes, (laughs) which does not make an appearance here, unfortunately. But anyway... Very fantasy-based, and so when I went into this movie the first time when I was a teenager, I thought, okay, this is going to be fantasy ahoy,
2: right. live action, mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm fucking stoked. And then my remembrance of that first viewing was, oh, it's not fantasy really at all. Mm-hmm. Watching it again now is very strange because... It's super fucking fantasy.
2: <laughs> it is, yeah. It's like everything in there like, is magical. Yeah, but... like
1: literally everything about this movie is is very fantastical. Not necessarily super visually at all times.
2: Right. It's but it's a very subtle kind of magic. That's, yeah. It's very it's it's not in your face with the magic, and right? It's always there, woven into everything right. that's happening.
1: But it's it's super skillfully done, and it really like creates this world of this sort of weird magical energy that's not necessarily, you know, manifesting as these crazy, yeah, like supernatural spells. But oh, they're doing a spell, and like mist comes up, which is a, like a natural sort of thing. But now it's coming up. Supernaturally, right? And so,
2: and I love the, like the green lighting effect. Yeah, that, there's that, that a lot is, of green lighting. Yeah, yeah that's just, whenever anything magical is going on, there's just yeah, this green sheened everything that was really cool looking.
1: Yeah, it's great. I love it visually. I mean, it's just super well shot, like amazingly well shot. Mm-hmm. Almost every image is like perfectly balanced and just beautiful. And
2: right. and I think I, I love. There was this one shot of of Like, you just, I think it was, it might have been Uther looking for uh, Merlin. Like, where the hell is Merlin kind of thing? And then it's just like, it shows these two birds sitting on top of the thing. And then it just pans down a little bit, and Merlin's like walking right up (laughs) under the birds, under the step. Yeah. Which is, and I think... I wasn't paying too much attention to this, but a Merlin is a type of bird. Just the word Merlin. Oh, okay. is, And I think that's probably the kind of... And so that's why there's always oh, birds okay. associated with him. Oh, that's cool. Is, it's a, some kind of... Uh, some species of bird that's actually called the Merlin. Huh. And that's why he kind of like... In, like There's a point where he introduces himself. So he's like, I am the Merlin. Like, he's like... <laughs> just like... So there's there's some weird subtlety and I've... I keep thinking I should probably pay more attention to how they do that and where yeah. they play off on it but it's a uh, it's a weird little aspect to it that's
1: yeah i didn't i didn't know that so i yeah, have to so. watch watch again with the the bird thing in mind i'll have to look up the merlin bird see what it is
2: yeah i think it's kind of uh like a darkish brownish kind of thing like basically what was fluttering around merlin all the time but yeah okay the birds that he was controlling <laughs> to do things but yeah he had uh he, he was, it was always fun to see. Like he was, he was a clever wizard more so than a overpowering one.
1: Right. Movie. And you always got this feeling like, um, well, he talked about seeing futures and things. Right. And, and because of that, it felt like he was sort of masterminding like, like everything 50 yeah. years in the future. Like he knew what was going to happen kind of, and just sort of was right, right. like subtly influencing people to do this or do that or whatever. And uh, I love it. I, I just it's so super fun. Right. Um. I was excited to be excited by the movie because the second time I saw it when I was a little bit like in my twenties or something, I definitely liked it. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't. I wasn't like super bowled over, but but I remember thinking like, oh no, this is good. This isn't like whatever right. I thought it was the first time. But this time, it really like fucking put its hooks in me <laughs> and like right from the beginning i was like holy shit this is a movie <laughs> like this is the real deal yeah there's there's a lot of great stuff in there yeah like- and in the scale of it like oh yeah like it's uh the early 80s so if they're at a castle, mm. they're at a castle. Right. It's all <laughs> and actual there's stuff. like a shitload of extras and they're all oh, yeah. like fighting or whatever and like all this stuff, like the yeah, scale like, of the like, production like, a is a lot huge. of it's
2: just shot on location and it's just yeah. like great forest scenes and Yeah.
1: It's just amazing like the it's the amount of shit that, that they did.
2: Yeah. I mean just just thinking about the costume design aspects and how how much work would have I, I mean
1: yeah, all those armors with the cool yeah, helmets and like stuff. like,
2: everybody's got, like, a freaking suit of armor, and it's Yeah, all and they all have, detailed. like, a different,
1: like, uh, animal sort of style helmet and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I loved that.
2: Yeah, I, I remember I always loved Uther's helmet, where it's, like, this kind of dragon-y pointed, yeah, yeah. spiky thing. I was like, I've always loved that helmet. And yeah. It like, oh, that was badass.
1: <laughs> it really is. Like, this is a badass movie. <laughs> there is a lot of really cool stuff in this. Um the only thing that I would, like, negative thing about this is some of the acting <laughs> gets real fucking, like, shitty at times for me. <laughs> and that could be just because I don't, I'm not super big on, like, theatrical-style acting. But there's, and most of the time, it's fucking great. And mm-hmm. I have no problems with it. But the, And I don't, have, I don't, I didn't remember, like, a specific moment. But there's some fucking moments that are just so poorly acted I, f- I felt in that moment if I saw him again maybe I would think differently but <laughs> I just started laughing I was like oh Jesus <laughs> I hope and I, f- I feel like it was some of the female characters not to like disparage female actresses or anything but <laughs> right. Just
2: yeah There, I think it's there is a very theatrical style to the acting for sure, for sure for sure I think he, he very deli- like and I've there is a commentary a director's commentary track for this movie yeah. that's on the on this DVD, and I've watched it before. I didn't watch it this time, but um, I was
1: wondering if you would.
2: <laughs> yeah, because it's like cause, you know Aiko, I had seen re- fairly recently, so it's yeah. still pretty fresh in my mind. I was like, oh, I'll just hit the commentary because I yeah. hadn't seen that in a while, and this one, it's I have not seen this movie in a good while, so I wanted to just experience the right. movie makes more sense. so than makes just. Sense. And so I, I do have some recollections of what was in the director commentary track because I, cause I have seen that before. I've yeah. watched that. And one of the things he'd mentioned was uh, that he he was very deliberately going to um, actors that were unknown, uh-huh. that he wanted to get actors so that you would see uh, King Arthur or Lancelot. You wouldn't see the actor. You wouldn't see an actor you knew and go, oh, it's you know whoever. Yeah, right, right. you, you would just get attached to the character itself and then he that's he,
1: what's great about this movie because like i mean we know a lot of the faces now right that's why
2: like it kind of backfired because now they like a lot of the actors became famous after this right and like and patrick stewart and like Liam patrick Neeson. stewart and yeah.
1: he's not like uh next generation is only um what is that like eight years after this movie, so he's about, like, he looks roughly the same and he yeah, sounds he roughly look to, the yeah, same. Yeah, he's pretty much. So there are a couple of moments when he first comes up where I felt like, oh, are they on the holodeck? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that would be perfect. <laughs> like, I just I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. I'm like, yeah,
2: this is so incongruous for Star Trek, and I'm like, n- n- no, the holodeck. Yeah, of yeah. they, they would just go on the holodeck and have an Arthurian legend episode. And I or feel
1: like there might have been something where they're in armor or something. I don't, I don't remember, but it just it felt very like,
2: oh shit, holodeck. And then
1: I totally like, like forgot about that and was in the movie, right? <laughs> but definitely <laughs> that first moment when I see him. But yeah, um,
2: he's in it. The first, it's, I think Liam Neeson is the other big one that that was th- Liam Neeson's debut yeah. film. I think it was um, Patrick Stewart's debut film too, because he, he was he was a big theater actor, like Shakespearean yeah. theater. I looked it up, and I
1: there were like they everybody was in other stuff first, but like like small roles or whatever, and and not that these roles are necessarily huge, but right. they're definitely like featured. Yeah, like, yeah, you know these guys like they're they're right, memorable, they're, mm-hmm. and also Gabriel Byrne, the guy who plays Uther, mm. he's uh, lesser known but still like a huge actor who's been yeah. in tons I, of stuff.
2: I I want to say Nigel Terry is the. The guy who did Arthur, right? Yeah, I, mean, I want to say he's been in stuff that I've like. I I recognize the name somehow. Maybe I'm just recognizing it from previous watchings of this film. But no, he's in stuff because I
1: looked everybody up because I was just like, I don't know who this guy is, but I like that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I don't need Tom Cruise and everything or whatever. Right, right. Um, and so him and and Arthur, uh, Merlin, all these guys. It was like, oh, who are these? Like, what else are they in? And I remember with. Both of them, Arthur and Merlin, they were in like big things that I was like, oh shit, that was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> but it's gone. I don't remember it now. Uh, I'd have to yeah. look it up again. Yeah. But,
2: and then there's Helen Mirren. I'm sure yeah, she and had, Helen Mirren and also. She yeah. must have been in other stuff before this. I don't know. She was I don't know.
1: very much like, um, like Patrick Stewart and stuff like that, where she was in maybe a couple of things before. Mm. But then this, um, from what I was reading, because they shot it like 100% or 99% in Ireland. And so they tried to um, get people from around there. And I, apparently it, like, launched all these people's careers. Right, right. Because it was, like, one of their, fr- like, their first major thing that, right. that uh, That's... was, like, a global release and stuff like that. So all these people just sort of, like, started here and then spiraled outwards into other things. Mm-hmm um but yeah fucking yeah helen mirren who i wasn't aware of really until um she was old and in yeah like stuffy british movies (laughs) and (laughs) so like people would talk about like oh yeah she's been an actress and blah 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 for a while and i would be i don't i don't remember seeing her in anything and i had seen this but i wouldn't remember because she looks like totally different she's yeah yeah she's super young and different and you can see it but um yeah you know i don't know yeah you can see why i forgot also. right
2: right um yeah it's like that with liam neeson it's like oh yeah that is liam neeson yeah but no, he like, looks so different, different. Yeah, like, yeah yeah
1: and i have you seen krull um no no i haven't <laughs> that's like maybe 83 and liam neeson is a main character in that Oh okay and so he looks about the same and so when i was watching this i was like oh i wonder like did he was kroll before this or after this because i couldn't remember and it's mm. like oh okay he got kroll which was like a big studio like u.s studio movie because he was in this movie probably right and uh I, you got to see Kroll. Crow's fucking. It's <laughs> shitty, but it's. In a good uh,
2: way. Well, it's. Or it's, in an entertaining way, at least. Well,
1: it's fantasy. It's 80s fantasy. Yeah, I've probably got to see it and just on so that. And so it's yeah. fun. I mean, it's, it's yeah. fucking. I don't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's 80s and it's, 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 fantasy. A, 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 it's
2: fantasy. Yeah, 80s fantasy. That's a great combo, right? Yeah. There. yeah. So it's got to have some entertainment value. There. Yeah,
1: I, I greatly enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. then now that it's the internet age. Whereas, like, in the past, I would have watched the movie and would have thought, like, wow, this is Krull. What a fucking great movie. And that's all I would know <laughs> for years. Instead, it was the internet age. So I watch it, and then I go, oh, I wonder what other people think. And then I just look it up. And, oh, wow, everybody thinks it's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, that sucks. And then I'm kind of, like, dejected because I think, oh, well, I liked it. <laughs> And so, like, I gotta, I feel like, ah, oh, I just gotta fucking watch these movies and then disregard that it's the future and just imagine yeah. it's the '80s. Yeah, you know, because y- all you would know is your opinion, and
2: like, if you had
1: a couple of buddies, like, oh yeah, they right. like
2: it too, and we all like it. It's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Then and there's, and then my issue would just be that. It'd be because it was the 80s like i didn't even know it existed you know at the yeah. time like i had never heard of that um there, there's a lot of like old like 80s movies and stuff where it's like oh that movie exists i didn't know that at the time there, you there's know? a lot of movies like that yeah like i think uh i think labyrinth is one that i never heard of until i was like an adult oh seriously like, Yeah. Wow. i was like oh I, I could have been watching that as a kid oh shit! And yeah that movie's like... fun yeah <laughs> you saw it right um no i haven't seen it oh fuck you haven't seen it? yeah I, I, it was something Holy i never shit. knew existed until i was an adult and i was like oh i should see that someday and oh, it's just fuck. been on the list
1: of, oh yeah we gotta watch that to sometime do. yeah so. those those 80s fantasy movies have a, have a very strong place in my heart labyrinth yeah. i saw as a kid mm-hmm. um because i was super like fucking like i was into jim henson shit <laughs> like mm. Jim Henson was my fucking dude cuz I loved the muppets <laughs> which did you have you seen the 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 original like Muppet movies. There's uh, the no, three ones that no. he made.
2: You know, weirdly enough, my main experience with the Muppets has been Muppet Babies, the cartoon. Oh, okay. yeah, so yeah. not even the puppets. Yeah, like, I I've, used to watch that too. And I've I've seen like occasional little snippets of the actual Muppet Show, but I never really watched it. It was oh, okay. Muppet Babies is how I yeah. know those characters and stuff. <laughs> so it's kind of weird that wow. I, I have this backwards yeah, knowledge yeah. of them. <laughs>
1: Muppet Babies was a thing in the third movie, and it was all puppets. And then mm. they made it into that the cartoon oh, show okay. and i used to watch the cartoon show also um but anyway those movies the muppet movies are super fantasy like mm. in making these puppets they they literally like can do anything they like it does, the greatness of those movies is that it doesn't feel like they're puppets they feels like they're actual characters in the fucking world like doing anything that we could do mm. <laughs> and so they're super fantasy And then he made Labyrinth, and he made the Dark Crystal. Ah, Have you uh, seen Dark Crystal? uh, No,
2: I was about to ask you about that one because I was like, "You (laughs) You gotta gotta fucking see Dark Crystal." That was another one that I don't. I guess Jim Jim Henson just wasn't on my radar as a kid. I I guess not. You missed out,
1: man. (laughs) Because Dark Crystal is is there may have been other movies like that 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 have taken its spotlight, but. At the time, and for many years afterwards, it was the only movie to feature only puppets without a single human in the movie. Oh, wow. And so it's literally, the whole movie is just puppets, and there's a couple guys in suits or whatever, but um hmm. even the guys in the suits are not, it's not like how you would expect it to be, so it's... It's like it feels completely differently than you don't look at it and go like oh yeah it's a guy in a suit whatever or I don't, hmm. but that yeah, fucking movie uh, yeah
2: I'll have to check that out that shit yeah, is that's, dope. I wonder um have you heard of Fraggle Rock yeah yeah I used to watch uh, was that was kid. that a Jim Henson thing too? yes okay yes. yeah because I I don't remember it at all. It's like, it was, but according to my parents, like I I watched it a lot as a kid, uh-huh. or like but like when I was like three or four, and oh, just, wow. I just don't remember anything about oh, it. Wow. So yeah,
1: that was the HBO show, and my grandparents had HBO, so whenever I would go over there, I'd watch the shit out of that because I was <laughs> like super Jim Henson. It's like I got a game, you know, and that was cool. It was like these little little dudes that lived behind this old guy's wall. <laughs> and uh like the dog would try to sniff them out all the time <laughs> i don't know they always had like little songs all them all the gemens and stuff had right. songs and stuff um but anyway 80s fantasy. Is f- i fucking love it it's just it's, yeah. it's, it's fucking so. great shit <laughs> just put that on the box you know <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> the, silver emulsion is, it's great shit <laughs> yeah it's the that's, that's silver emulsion it's fucking great shit collection
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd come up with a, a list of that
1: yeah and and excalibur would be on that list per this last viewing i thought it was uh, yeah absolutely it's, it's, fantastic. A, it's,
2: it's a movie that's always just been near and dear to me It's just it's it's always been something that i've loved and...
1: yeah i'm glad that uh you brought it up because it was a movie that like i liked uh in the past but wasn't crazy about and it was one of those things that was like ah, i don't need to see that again <laughs> but then um you were talking about it and just like talking about how like you you just had this great affection for it yeah. so i was like okay let's watch it and <laughs>
0: It.
2: fucking A it was
1: fucking great
2: so well, i'm i'm glad you enjoyed it it's...
1: yeah i i i expected to like it right. cuz i like that kind of stuff but it was uh very enjoyable and especially when i saw the length i was just like oh fuck 2
2: hours and 20 minutes Whew, i don't know <laughs> this could you know, be a slog you know i didn't i hadn't thought of that when we were talking about it and like i got back home and i looked at it like oh ten, two, it's like over two hours wow it's longer than i remember oh. yeah
0: <laughs> and but
2: i think because it goes by so fast it for me really is, does you get though, into
1: it and you get locked in yeah it and doesn't it just feel like it's no, long it no it just goes and and it's always very interesting mm-hmm. and like it's episodic in a good way in that like it's always moving forward into something new, like, oh, now, right. now we're adding Lancelot, and now we're, like, exploring that, and then we, oh, now we're doing this, and and just, it's always, like, super exciting and interesting. Um, not a, super exciting, like, in a fucking modern movie way, but, like... Right. Like, there's... Like, it's always stimulating. I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah,
2: there's, there's always something going on that's, yeah. like, even, like... I was kind of thinking that on this view, like it's kind of weird that when they go on the the quest for the Grail, it's like things are really vague. Like you don't really know what's there. There's not like a specific thing that's wrong. That's true. Yeah, it's it does like, kind of because um... there's that moment where he asks Merlin, like. Where is evil? And like and there's they're at the table and he's like, and it's like always where you never expect it. And it's just Yeah. And it's like at from that moment on, for a good chunk of the movie, it's like there's not a specific threat. It's just like this general sense of foreboding and something is wrong, but you can't really there there's no specific thing. Right. There's things that are clearly building in the wings with Morgan, but it's like you don't really know what's going wrong and it doesn't seem like there is but there's this sense that it's not right that there's this weird kind of yeah something's missing and and they're trying to find out and
1: right and he's just like we got to find the i think in part the grail quest itself is part of that like slowly dying like the right. country because it's like he's exhausting all the resources to try to find this thing because he thinks, like, he's got to find this to save, you know, his mm-hmm. his rule or whatever.
2: Right. Yeah, that was kind of – actually, I was kind of thinking that, like, oh, like, he's he's sending all his knights out who are doing this, and, like, yeah, maybe that's kind of why the, the land is kind of falling apart is that now yeah. all of his resources are spent – Uh, on doing this quest instead of maintaining uh, the kingdom
1: right because instead Mm. of like looking inward and like focusing on what's right here he's looking outward trying to find like that's kind of a thing with with people like in general like psychology like Mm. oh you 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 have to find happiness like within yourself or something like you Mm. you're not gonna find it with stuff. Like, you can't fill your hole with a bunch of stuff and then be fulfilled necessarily, but you have to, like, naturally find it within yourself sort of a thing. Yeah. And so the idea of, like, he's not focusing on himself or the, the country as a whole or whatever you want to mm-hmm. drill it down to, and but he wants to find this thing that's going to, like, save everything. So... I
2: don't know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I kind of, I kind of like that. That's kind of, it's a bit different because there is an Arthurian legend and there's not just Arthur, other other legends kind of do this too, where there is this kind of uh, a type of legend where the king is tied to the land and the king's fortune reflects the land's fortune. Uh, Yeah. It's called the Fisher King is kind of the general trope or general theme that, uh, I usually think, those of, kinds of, I think of those kind of things as E.T. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because E.T. and Elliot were always connected. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen E.T.? No,
2: oddly enough, I've fuck? never watched E.T. <laughs> oh, it's like Jesus. it's always something that I've just been like, oh E.T., whatever. Oh, I don't wow. care. No, e. T. is fucking <laughs> great.
1: But um there's a thing where E. T. gets sick and Elliot also gets sick, mm. and they're both like like sick together because they're symbiotically like connected. Huh. And so, whenever there's something like that in a movie, I just always think like, okay, it's the ET thing going on.
2: <laughs> yeah. So maybe that. Yeah. So uh, there, there you go. Arthurian legend is the the ET <laughs> thing. <laughs> and so, yeah, and 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 they they very clearly do that in the movie, but it's kind of uh, interesting to take a more uh, a less fantastical interpretation of it of a, yeah. more, a more economical uh, interpretation. That it's, yeah. Economics and resources. Uh, well, I think uh, all just of that magically. Yeah, he is bonded to the land to the point where his sickness makes the land wither. And, yeah,
1: I think it's all of that. Like, I don't think it's any one thing necessarily in this movie. Like, there's a Freddie Mercury guy from Queen. Mm-hmm. There's a quote that he said where, uh, in art, if you see it, it's there. Right, and so I feel like. It's all that you know, like yeah, whatever you see.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, I like that quote. It's a, yeah. uh, it's a good quote.
1: It's a good way to like look at any kind of art because right, right. It's not just, it's not always just intent or whatever the art author, the artist, right. <laughs> the author <laughs> <Arthur. laughs> is trying to do. You know, it's also there's a yeah, the yeah. Viewer has fifty percent of the experience. You know, happening. Mm. As yeah, well. I
2: think I've. I've usually uh, heard that expression as the death of the author. Like the, oh, the okay. author is irrelevant to it's. It's one form of interpretation. Is that the author is irrelevant? Yeah. That okay. You, that whatever the author is, whatever his situation, whatever his intent, it's the person receiving it and their experiences filtering through it that right. will inform that at least that particular person.
1: Right. Because every every person is like a distinct con- collection of. Experiences and memories and all this right, stuff, and right. so everybody is going to react differently to whatever they're being confronted with, mm-hmm. um, unless it's a modern Hollywood movie that's, that's specifically as... designed not to challenge and, yeah, and, to, be, <laughs> and to, to be as as uh, you know meaningless universally is, yeah. meaningless and liked as by as many people as they can possibly get. You know, right. yeah, and they just shave away any kind of thing that can. Whittle people away, but uh, uh, yeah, but in the general sense, yes, yeah. the uh, the person matters as much as the 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 Arthur. I keep saying, like, in my head, it's like I yeah. want to say Arthur, but I just it's keep saying Arthur, head. he's he's taken over. <laughs> <laughs> I am one with Arthur, yeah, it, <laughs> as he yeah. dies, I die. <laughs> you have an ET connection, yes, yeah <laughs> uh. All right, so Excalibur.
2: Yeah, there's. <laughs>
1: Before I forget, because mm. I've thought about it a couple of times, and then I thought, oh well, I'll remember, but I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> Before I forget, when I was, when it gets towards the end of the of the movie, the end of the story, whatever, and the fuck, I always forget everybody's name. The the kid. The Mordred, kid? the guy in the yeah old armor. Mordred, when he gets to like teenage years or something, and he's in the armor, yeah, he really reminded me of of Trump's kid Baron <laughs> Trump, <laughs> <laughs> and so I kept thinking of like, oh, like this this sort of oh wow plague on the land, <laughs> you know, it's like this Trump, this is where we are now in the Arthurian oh, man. legend. <laughs>
2: So we we just need to wait for the sword to pop out of a lake and, and yeah we,
1: this, there will be you know a champion who will you know pull the sword out and and save the day
2: sort of thing. <laughs> bring about another uh, brief window of happiness in yes, the world. Yes. Yes. Uh yeah, it kind of yeah, the <laughs> The, the, yeah, Mordred as the kid just does kind of remind me a bit of uh, <laughs> Trump's kid. Yeah, he he kind of looks like that. <laughs> yeah, kind of has a similar visual. Like, oddly enough, that's actually um, the the child version of Mordred is uh-huh. actually John Borman's son, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like it, there, huh. there was something in the in the commentary track where he was talking about that, and it was like he got his whole family in this or something. Cause,
1: I did see some Bormans yeah, in, the, in the credits. Yeah,
2: Grain is his daughter. Oh, okay. Um Which was kind of weird that effectively he was directing this rape scene of his daughter. (laughs) Right,
1: that's always yes. I don't know. I don't know about this Borman guy. (laughs) Yeah,
2: this guy was like, he was saying in the commentary, he always gets asked about that, and he was like, it was just a scene. I was directing. Like, I didn't think anything of it at the time. Like, okay.
1: Well, that's got to say something about him as a guy. Like, if he didn't think anything of it, I mean, I don't know. That's yeah, kind of, it was kind of weird. It was kind of like, questionable. Okay,
2: like he just apparently handled it very professional style, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't. Okay,
1: whatever. It just seems like you'd cast somebody else. I don't know.
2: Yeah, he would. He would think so, but I don't know. I mean, I guess the thing the thing with Mordred was that he he was riding around on the on the horse, and that that laughter and the, and the speech is very weird from yeah. him, and uh-huh. and he said that he had recorded all that with his, with his son and he's like he wanted it to be creepier and weirder than what it was so he got i think it was another of his daughters to dub over the dialogue oh okay. so that's why the voice seems so off and weird is that it's deliberately just oh, wow. in, intended to be just disturbing and abnormal jesus (laughs) it is weird yeah he's like oh it's not weird enough i need to dub it over with the with this other girl who was so it's like it's actually a girl's voice dubbed over the the guy and it's it's just it's certainly creepy and weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that stuff with
1: mordred got me thinking about dark tower and i it's been so long since i read dark tower so obviously it just all kind of fades away but i know right. that like he brought in a lot of that stuff even even in the earlier books but definitely in that last book where there's like that mordred style character or whatever
2: yeah do you remember that stuff um i remember in the dark tower it kind of implies at some point that um the guns that Roland uses are, like, forged from Excalibur. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I'm like, this yeah, kind of connects to Arthurian legend. And that was just kind of a cool aspect to it. I don't think I made any other connections at, at oh, the time.
1: Because okay. I'm pretty sure in the last book, there's, like, a, there's a... And I don't remember the specifics, but I remember there being um, a woman who gives birth and i think it was a spider sort of thing <laughs> but huh. i could it maybe it transformed into a spider at some point but i remember her calling it mordred and i mm. remember there being things about arthur earlier in the story also woven in there oh, and man. so it made me because obviously i don't remember the the specifics
2: so yeah, i'm not remembering it either so, it's, it's been a while since I've read them, yeah, too. Yeah, so, so. And,
1: and you read them a lot sooner than I did. I mean, uh, more recently than yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I think still almost um,
2: like, maybe not quite 10 years ago, but it's it's been a number of years, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I read it whenever, like, I read them, the earlier books, like, before the last ones were even out, mm-hmm. and so I haven't read them since oh. then. Oh, yeah, so, Well, wow. But it makes me want to go back. I mean, I already want to read it again anyway, but, like, it made me want to go back more with this Arthur thing in my head and sort of yeah, kind of yeah, see uh, if, if there's overall some sort of a connection. Yeah, that
2: would be interesting to look at. I know, I know, I, I, I mostly, I think, remember in terms of the villains, there's like a there were some people like dressed as doctor doom with lightsabers or something yes, like yes, he was yes. he was drawing things from a lot of different places as visuals and i and
1: yeah in that in that that's in the 5th book where he's got all those like weird harry potter shit and oh yeah like, it was doctor like doom some and harry and, potter stuff too yeah, which is yeah. kind of
2: funny since i i think the series started before harry potter existed definitely <laughs> did yes yes
1: um but yeah he wrote those last 3 books like as one big manuscript Oh right, right. Um and then yeah. and then broke it up. because um, he, he got hit with the van. Yeah, <laughs> and that kind he of was put like, a stop oh, to fuck. things for a while. But but then like it when he yeah, survived it. it on, yeah. He was like, Oh fuck, I gotta finish this shit. So he just wrote one big ass manuscript and then they cut it up into three books.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember reading something about that where he didn't he did he, like it. I think he said something like he didn't want to be the next Jeffrey Chaucer and leave this like <laughs> unfinished epic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
1: and it makes me because like a lot of that kind of play that the his feelings play. I don't want to spoil too much, but like it it plays into the way that Dark Tower sort of uh, plays out, and so I wonder how it would have been. If he just wrote it as normal, like without that sort of Hmm. poke of the stick. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Poke of the van.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or would he ever have finished it? Yeah, I don't know. Would would we only be at like six books right now? Who knows, yeah. Or maybe we'd be at like ten, but then still
1: going. Yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah. That van hitting him and having sort of a near-death thing, like maybe that uh, in some way kept I, him alive like maybe he would have died in some other way creatively then. Perhaps, yeah like who knows? physically yeah who knows cuz yeah, he's it, definitely it, like he would talk about like retiring oh hmm. before i don't remember if it was before the van or directly after it but i remember him talking about this like i'm i'm going to retire from writing and i would be like oh come on i, I you're always talking about how you got to write every day like there's no way you're still going to write but you're just not going to put it out right and right. then he would like oh i'm putting out a new book and everyone would be like oh you came out of retirement mm-hmm. he's like well you know i don't know <laughs> and then it's just like now i mean he's he it's just puts out, out a book like yeah. constantly he's got a new book coming out with this kid oh hmm. two of his kids are writers and the uh, the one book he, he wrote with this kid his one, his one kid, Joe Hill, is real successful, and uh, the other kid, Owen, is... Uh, just Owen. He has no last name. Just, just straight <laughs> just, up. Just, no, he's Owen, he's <laughs> Owen King, because Joe Hill didn't want to go off the name. Oh, okay. He wanted to be his own thing and get famous on his own, which mm-hmm. he did. Um, but uh, Owen King, I guess, doesn't have that. <laughs> so <laughs> he wrote a book with his dad. <laughs> oh, anyway, interesting. that's like the new book that's coming out. It's just in my head, so... Uh, The other thing with Excalibur, you had mentioned this before when we were talking about watching this movie. So it was in my head when I watched the movie. Like, okay, I gotta watch out for this part. (laughs) You were talking about when Lancelot gets stabbed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you thought, like, holy shit, he's stabbed. (laughs) And... Uh, you were talking about how in the commentary, John Borman's like, oh, it's just a simple thing. We just did this little thing. Right. Not a big deal, you know. And so I'm waiting for this scene. Mm -hmm. And then it happens. And I'm like, holy shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He got fucking stabbed. Yeah, like, I cannot tell any, like, effect work that, like, it looks like he just got stabbed. (laughs) Yeah, no, it
1: looks fucking good. And then I listen to the commentary and he doesn't he 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 talks a little bit about it but he mm. doesn't talk about the specific techniques that they use um and then i freeze framed it <laughs> and was like looking because i had an idea but the way that it's done it really looks like the sword, because you see the back through him. Yeah, that's and what it always really threw looks me. like. That is like coming through his body, and it's fucking crazy. It looks so good. Um, and I'm not. I, I can, I can spoil it, <laughs> but I, I, don't like spoiling those kind of effects that work really well. So if you don't want it to know, I, I won't say anything. But I was able to figure out like how they did it, oh. and it doesn't it doesn't diminish the effect at all. It's an amazing effect. It's super fucking simple and it's just a brilliant like illusion. It's fucking amazing. Um, And that's why like that kind of shit is dead in movies now. And it's literally like the most amazing shit about movies. Like it's, it's, it's movie magic Right. This, like, lost art of just simple fucking
2: things like that. Yeah, I mean, that that, that one's one that I've always just looked at and gone, like, holy shit, how it's did they amazing. do that? <laughs> it's yeah, really amazing.
1: And I was already, like, you had mentioned it, so I was already, like, okay, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Here's Lancelot. Here, it's coming. Is it here? Nope. Because I didn't remember, like, literally anything about the movie when I watched it other than, mm. like, merlin's cool helmet oh, yeah, thing, yeah. which i always liked and various things like that but i didn't even remember like patrick stewart or gabriel Byrne or any of those guys that i would have known back then but hmm. i didn't even register it or whatever so i was like really like okay i'm gonna find it. like what is it and then when it happened it was like well there it is <laughs> and it's
2: amazing <laughs> <Yeah>. like wow <laughs> Yeah, it's uh pretty incredible. Yeah. I was I was very impressed by it. It's uh still impressed by it to this day. Yeah, I think it's good even stuff. if you spoil it for me, I'll still be impressed by it cuz it's really good.
1: Yeah, no, it looks great. So, do you want to know? I mean,
2: it's Um I would like to know. Okay. I have a feeling I kind of have guessed it from your discussing it here, but I maybe not. So, what know. what do you guess? I'm kind of guessing that um there's a uh, second piece of the sword tip that they've like glued to his back or something and that, that he's just kind of slides it out in a way that you don't see that it's on his back still. That's
1: part of it. That's part of it. Okay. That's part of it. There's definitely a second piece that's behind it, okay. his back. Um, but the, the illusion is in the way that when he pulls it out, he's kind of, when he starts, he's kind of like like, curled up a little bit. Yeah. And so you can see the the piece in his back. And as he starts to pull it out, he turns his body so that the piece behind him, like, goes out of frame. And he does that at the same time that he pulls the sword out. And the sword is, uh, like, a collapsible thing. Okay, So he can pull it out, and it still is still, like, at the 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 point of insertion or whatever, and so as he's pulling it out and moving at the same time, it creates this illusion where you think you saw the shit coming through him. Yeah, because that's and it's fucking amazing.
2: That always, like, I was always thinking, like, when I watched it before, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, they, like, I couldn't. I kind of ruled out the piece on the back because I thought I had seen it coming out yeah and it was like and this time when I was watching I was like oh I think that back piece is out of view now when it before I thought it was like my memory of it was right, that you, you were seeing see both pieces out, sim- yeah. and like seeing the back part shrink in as he pulls right. it out. so I was like how'd they do that and it's like oh they they tricked me they got me with this little right bit there but yeah that that whole scene just looks really amazing it's, it's, it's all
1: like, wow. in that movement
2: and the only way that I could could
1: definitely like definitively say like oh that was it is that in a couple of the frames because even when you freeze frame a dvd like it's not it's not super um like clear or anything
2: that right like is yeah like, yeah. oh okay yeah and this is not exactly the best master of the film no you could get i'm it, sure no definitely not it's like
1: it definitely looks like an old like vhs master with the video like discoloration and things yeah here and there. yeah this is um but that's fine no big deal
2: yeah i think this is a pretty early dvd yeah
1: um but in a in like one or two of the freeze frames you can see the line of where the sword started and uh-huh. like where it's collapsing into oh okay and so it's very like you can't see it if you just watch the movie at all yeah. but only if you like hit the freeze frame at this very specific point you can see it and so mm-hmm. it's like okay i can definitely say like that's how they did it and it's fucking amazing you know it's great yeah.
2: it was it was one that even after i heard him talking about in the commentary i still couldn't figure it out yeah back in back then yeah because so. he definitely
1: doesn't say like anything about that i i know about those kinds of collective uh the, the 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 things that like you go in and right, the, right. the sword goes in because my friend had a syringe oh. in elementary school that was like that where where you put it in and the the needle went inside and mm. then you drew it out and it had like blood or red shit oh. that would come <laughs> in so you would go like that and it would look real wow and so he did that and so that's been in my head like for um, this ever since and I've always thought like oh I wonder if they're doing that here in this part of the movie or like when they're stabbing somebody oh I wonder if they have the collapsible sword sort of thing because I know it's a, like I've yeah. heard about it being a thing with swords before right, right. and so when I exhausted all the other elements like what could it be how, how are they doing this because for a while it was just like I don't know I think he got stabbed because it really <laughs> yeah. looks like he, it's pulling out of him yeah it does what what keyed me in was in one of the freeze frames on the the wound you I could tell like okay that's just blood on the surface there's right, clearly right. not a wound there if when you're just looking at it in a freeze frame mm-hmm. so then it's like okay it's got to be a collapsible sword and then you can kind of see it like okay that's that's what's going on
2: yeah, that, uh, but anyway,
1: even knowing it's like
2: yeah, that that would be hilarious if you went through. Well, maybe not hilarious, but if you went through a film and like, oh, how'd they do this effect? Like, no, they literally just stabbed him. They just, just fucking just, like, stabbed just, him. Yeah. Like, he's literally like bleeding out there. Like, uh. <laughs> well, there's shit like that. Like,
1: fucking. Have you seen Poltergeist? Um, no, no. There's a scene in Poltergeist where, uh, they it's at like night and it's raining. And the mom of the family, I think it's the mom. It's been a while since I saw Boulder guys. But anyway, they have a a swimming pool in their backyard that they're that's not a pool, it's just the dug. Like they're they're in the process of putting a swimming pool mm, in. Okay. So like it's been dug out. It's the size of a swimming pool. It's a big hole, dirt hole in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And and it's raining, so it's full of water. And she falls in And these fucking dead bodies like start coming up and floating. And somehow, uh, and somehow, the bodies that they used were real corpses. Oh, geez. And they didn't (laughs) tell the actress, and supposedly Hmm. nobody knew. Like the oh the director didn't know and they nobody knew that they were using this but somebody put fucking bodies in the damn (laughs) in the pool so somebody knew, (laughs) and so anyway they were actual like fucking bodies. Wow. (laughs) And so there are like weird moments like that in history where like in film history where like oh no it they they fucking did that (laughs) like in a lot of Hong Kong movies where it's like. Like, you see some shit and you're like, oh, how the fuck did they do that? Oh, well, they just fucking did that. Like, <laughs> there's a part in, I think, Snake and the Eagle Shadow where, where um, Jackie gets kicked in the face in the end fight. And his fucking tooth gets knocked out.
2: Oh, jeez! And
1: it's really like they just fucking knocked his fucking tooth out. And so, like, the rest of the fight, he's, like, missing a tooth and all bloody and shit. And they just had to keep it because it's like, well, they, he knocked his tooth out. What are we going to do? <laughs> so, that's just part of the movie. Oh, wow. Dang. It's fucking nuts. So, in American movies, not so much, But, but...
2: Yeah, although... I have to say the Weird Al movie UHF. Yeah, there's there's a scene where he smacks a clown in the face with a frying pan, and and he's like, (laughs) and because you can see in the then the framing, like Weird Al is not even looking at what he's doing. He's just because he's looking at the camera, and so he swings the. Frying pan, so it's real easy to see why he would like, but Jesus. he actually did hit the guy oh, in the fuck. face. <laughs> poor guy, and so he was like, because because that one has a commentary by Weird Al yeah. on it, and then that commentary track he's talking about is like, yeah, that one actually like really happened. He's not acting there; he's actually kind of oh, like glaring at me because like, I actually did hit him. <laughs>
1: oh man, poor guy, just blindsided <laughs> with the fucking frying pan to <laughs> the
2: face. Oh fuck. Uh, so that was just an uh, an accident but you know similar kind of thing oh man Uh. (laughs) yeah (sighs) crazy
0: yeah
1: and like like in horror movies a lot of times when there's guts that they don't probably do it now anymore but like I know in Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead like when they use guts it's fucking actual pig intestines Mm. and shit and so man like,
2: you know, dedicated to your craft.
0: Then.
1: Yeah, there's one part in Day of the Dead where this one guy gets fucking completely eaten, like, from the neck down. Wow. And it's all, like, gory and shit, and they they were trying to film the scene for a long time, and they just had the, the pig guts in a fucking barrel. Like, <laughs> like, so by the time they were finally, like, shooting the scene that's in the movie they had just been sitting there in the heat like all oh, fucking day man. and they were just all rotten and fucking they smelled like so nasty and the guy was just trying not to fucking vomit <laughs> and he has lines to say and shit oh, man. <laughs> and it's so fucking gnarly like when you watch the scene it's a, it's a gross fucking incredible effects scene anyway but like if you know that it's just oh my god this poor guy <laughs> had to deal with all this shit
2: wow <laughs> Uh,
1: yeah so like there's stuff like that but
2: and nowadays it just would have been CG'd on
1: for the most part for the most part there's still a lot of makeup effects here and there Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is a a good example of a movie Mm. with tons of makeup effects yeah Uh, because James Gunn likes right to to focus on stuff like that
2: gotta get a, a director who will want that stuff though yeah
1: yeah there's still stuff here and there but yeah it's a lot of the times it's just oh we'll just cg this shit like with the sword through the guy i mean they could just
2: yeah i mean that would have been cg now and it
1: would look like fucking garbage and nobody (laughs) would be talking about it however many years how would how long ago was this fucking 81 well like 36 years
0: yeah
2: yeah
1: Nobody would be talking about this shit 36 years <laughs> later. They'd be just like, "Uh, oh, it looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Right. But Illusions.
2: Yeah. They, they look fucking good. Yeah.
1: Have you seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Coppola movie? No. That's, it's the early 90s. Mm. And he specifically. um, Because, I like, early 90s, there were some uh, CG. Things happening like t2 and stuff right, like that. right there was some and and coppola specifically was like no we're gonna shoot this like as they would have a hundred years ago or whatever and it's all gonna be fucking mirror tricks and camera tricks and weird shit and so the whole movie has all these crazy effects but it's all done with like just fucking actual smoke and mirrors wow it's amazing it's and it still like looks great to this day because of that
2: yeah, that's so, uh,
1: that stuff holds up. Yeah, it really does. It CG, does.
2: not so much.
1: Not so much, not so much. Because, yeah, it always is going to continue to get better, quote unquote. Yeah. Um,
2: although, although I'd I say T2 holds up pretty well. It does, it does. Better than a lot of later films, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. It does. Mm-hmm. There were some other one like Jurassic Park is another one. Jurassic
1: Park holds up well, and a lot of there's a lot of actual animatronics in that too, though. Yeah,
2: I think T2 did that too. Yes, a lot of like physical effects in there too. There are uh, a good mix, and
1: you can actually see like you can see through a lot of those T2 effects if you really are like watching. Right. right. Um. Unfortunately, like it's still great, and I have no problem Mm -hmm. with it. But there are a couple of times where like where he gets shot and he has like those little blossoms of right, shit. Right. And there's a couple of shots where like, it's just a thing on him. <laughs> and if you are looking for that specifically, it's, it looks like, Oh, okay. He's not liquid metal. He's just a guy <laughs> <laughs> with the thing on, you know, and it kind of ruins the little effect a little bit, but it, I only noticed cause it was pointed out to me uh. and I've always been like, Why? <laughs> I could have never known that well I <laughs> probably would have seen it eventually, but right anyway uh, so. anything else about excalibur um some
2: let's see, I kind of want to think there was, but
1: I feel like there's there is there's uh, there's a lot to this movie, but i yeah. don't
2: know oh i i I should probably say that um in high school. I wound up in a drama class. And okay. One of the assignments was to take a movie and reenact one of the scenes, and this was, of course, the movie I chose. Okay. So you
1: reenacted Lancelot getting stabbed.
2: Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I just, I, just, I just brought in a knife and just, ah! <laughs> bled all over the floor. You no, know, I I actually picked Merlin. Okay. So, Because I was uh, doing this by myself. I wasn't doing this with other... All right. Although the Lancelot scene could have been done by yeah, myself. They could have. <laughs> yeah, he could have stripped down and <laughs> <You just laughs> really bared off. Rolled around on the floor naked <laughs> and then with, with the knives to his sword sticking out of my <laughs> stomach.
1: Yeah, it would have made an impression, I'm sure. Uh,
2: it, it would have. <laughs> They'd have known I'd take my art seriously. <laughs> That's
1: what stood between you and a, and a true acting career.
2: Yeah, if, if, if only I'd picked Lancelot. No, no I, I picked Merlin instead. So you did
1: Merlin. Did you have the, the little chrome uh, headpiece?
2: No, there really wasn't much cost. This was just like an in-class thing. It okay. wasn't like okay. a performance per se. It was just go up in front of the class and... Do acting.
0: Do a little acting. Okay. Yeah, so it would, That's frightening. It, yeah, that was... A, <laughs> Jesus.
2: The, the assignment was to try and, and replicate the actor that you were portraying, okay. as, uh, their performance as much as possible to kind of get into their, their shoes or whatever. So I did a couple of scenes from... It's a couple of Merlin monologues. Okay. One where he was uh, wandering around the that speech he gives to uh, Morgana at the end when he's in, yeah. their, in her dreams and like that creepy ass Ooh, that's, speech yeah so that was fun yeah. that that was a fun one um that one wasn't long enough his the teacher was like okay that was a great performance but it's it's too short he, so i was like okay i'll do another one uh so i went back another day and uh, did the one where he's talking to arthur about the future when he yeah. tells her tells him he's gonna marry guinevere and stuff so yeah that's that, a good one yeah that little fun speech so then, those, those were the two little scenes i did that's fun yeah they were It it was fun yeah
1: that's a good i mean merlin is i like merlin a lot in this movie yeah
2: he's he's got this great kind of vibe to him where yeah. it's and he like there's not a lot of humor in this movie but he's kind of the source of most of it he definitely or is revolved yeah, yeah. around with him present and stuff right and so he was very creepy and and yet also the the most humorous character there
1: yeah yeah he's he's the, the most interesting i think like because you feel like there's there's so much going on in his head that you're, right. you're like curious about and the, the idea of all this magic and like you you as a viewer you don't get a sense of much of it but you can sense that there's a lot of it going on like like that he's capable of or whatever i don't know how to d- describe yeah, it's it kind but, of, like, uh,
2: like he's he always knows more than what yeah what you're aware of and it's and,
1: very intriguing like you want to like know more spend time with that
2: character yeah he's he was a really good character yeah so that brings makes me remember another uh thing from the the commentary is that um apparently uh him the guy that uh plays him and helen mirren yeah actually knew each other oh, okay. outside of the movie a- and i guess they hated each other <laughs> they were like I guess <laughs> like it was this little this little story was like he talked to the guy, he's like, Oh, I'm gonna give you the Merlin roll. He's like, All right, just don't get Helen Mirren as more guy <laughs> and oh, then Jesus he talked to Helen Mirren. Is, and she was like, Oh, just don't get him for Merlin oh, <laughs> so That was exactly what they didn't want and um, Well and they they the, it yeah, he said that actually like helped their performance, like the the sparks between that like yeah. the the hatred between the or the anger or whatever was whatever was going on between them personally was like gave them that edge in their performances yeah. of
1: I didn't know that they knew each other but you can definitely feel like this animosity between them in the movie that's very strong and like and it it works because of the characters and the way that, yeah, they're, that they're 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 always trying to manipulate together. each other and, and Yeah and well and just because of like the way that the first scene where the Arthur is conceived and yeah, and she's yeah. watching like there's there's already like a a character reason why they would not like each other right but it, and so by the time that they're adults talking to each other it seems very like rooted <laughs> and strong and so knowing that oh they just fucking hated each other like that <laughs> like they had some kind that of argument going on quite yeah. a you know it worked quite well i like that
2: yeah so it's kind of a funny little detail in there yeah it's that's like, funny yeah like I, it's probably like commentary tracks. They're always just give me these weird little yeah anecdotes that are fun or entertaining or yeah. They're different good take on things. They're good.
1: I like them. I don't listen to them enough. I don't.
2: Yeah, because sometimes it's like, oh, I've already watched this movie. Right. I, I, like, I don't want to watch it again right now. And then when you do want to watch it again, it's like because you don't really remember things. Right, so you don't want right. to watch the commentary track. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to fit that in sometimes. It's uh,
1: kind of a thing that you have to watch right after. Yeah. Art, art. Like a lot of times, right, like now, I'll finish a movie and then I'll just like put the commentary on while I'm doing other stuff.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah.
1: And just sort of listening. And then maybe I'll like skip to certain scenes and stuff. Um, cause I just don't have the time to like <laughs> watch a whole commentary anymore. Right. But, uh, yeah, they're good. They're good, good, uh, good things.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, one of the other funny, uh, little anecdotes was, uh, when Lancelot's got that the rabbit cooking over the fire, yeah. Percival comes out and cooks the the rabbit and stuff. He, he, like it was, it was just the way that Borman expressed the idea when he was talking about it. He was like, "Yeah, there's there's all these movies that you've got where it has like in the credits they'll have this thing like no animals were harmed in the making of this movie." Is like eh, we don't have that in this movie. He's <laughs> just right when he's talking about the rabbit cooking. It's like oh, <laughs> like oh man, poor rabbit. <laughs> It looked real so apparently
1: it was. <laughs> apparently yeah. it was real. <laughs>
2: oh, poor little guy. <laughs> yeah. But there you know there were some like moments where with the horses where it was like dang, that's scary. Like like I yeah. like specifically the one that always gets me is when Arthur jumps off the wall. When he and he fuck, he, I know. he grabs the other night, <laughs> that and shit they just hardcore. Fall off yeah. the horse into the moat, and I'm like, "Holy crap! How did he not get trampled yeah, doing that?" Yeah, that's like, hardcore.
1: <laughs> yeah, that blew me away too. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> like, did he just do
2: that?" <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! It was like this is '81. He freaking did that. Right,
1: like, I mean, right. Like,
2: that wasn't no was CG shit. He, yeah, you know,
1: never, and like. <laughs> Definitely with the animal stuff, it's gotten a lot more, uh, like, more controlled or whatever. They don't let you do stuff like that. Right. right. Like, in the 50s in the westerns, they used to build, um, they used to dig trenches in the fucking ground and, like, cover it. And so then, because there'd be scenes where they wanted horses to fall down. Oh. And, like they just fucking just fucking full on gallop into these things. And the horses would just literally fall into this fucking trench and fucking trip and fall and shit. And like sometimes they would break their legs and all this kind of stuff. And so you literally don't see that in movies anymore. And that's why they've cracked down on that.
2: Yeah. yeah, And that's pretty. It's hardcore. I mean, it
1: looks like it's amazing to watch because it's just like, oh, shit, it's a real thing that you're watching. But yeah, (laughs) like as a kid, it was cool. I didn't know anything. But then when I got older, I was like, oh, God, they're like (laughs) totally
2: abusing these fucking horses. Uh.
1: So it's harder to watch now.
2: I, don't know, I think it was I think it was Ron that I was watching at some point. Yeah, where there's these scene like this scenes of like devastations of war and everything, and it's like and I'm kind of thinking like, it just looks like the horses are rolling around in the dirt having fun. I don't know. They don't seem tragic. <laughs> they just they seem like they're just having fun. I don't know. It's like,
1: oh. I'll have to look at the horses. I don't remember that.
2: Because there's, like, some scene where it's, like, showing the battlefield and everybody's, like, dead. And there's a bunch of horses laying on the ground and they're just all rolling around. It just looks like they're (laughs) just, like, ah. Like, they don't look like they're dead or dying, like, which is kind of, like, what they're trying to portray, really. But it's, like, all right.
1: Maybe they're slowly dying. They're, like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're probably just rolling around, like, you know, they do sometimes.
2: So, there was... There was some other movie. I can't even remember what movie this was. I want. I want to say it was something, but uh, some Hong Kong movie or something you were showing me or something where it was like there was some dog like attacking the guy and it like it was like oh it just looks like it was running up to play like ah I'm like it doesn't look, and then like the actor was like oh no it's gonna kill
0: me it's like it looks like the happiest
2: freaking dog in the world and he just looks like he's out there having fun yeah. It like It was like, clearly some dude had just been, like, calling him over, and the dog's like, oh, yay, I get a treat! <laughs> and they cut, too. like, ah! Yeah. So, I think that might have been... Might have been, um... Was it Black Magic? One of the... the...
1: Maybe. Yeah, you said you watched Black Magic. Yeah, I think I it haven't might have seen been that in one. A while. So, yeah.
2: Might have been that one That's where it possible. was, like, he was trying to get into some house, and there was the dog yeah, guard yeah. dog or something, and... Yeah, it was just kind of this goofy moment, where right? It was like,
1: right. The if illusion you, was broken. <laughs> the, there's, there's that, but then in a lot of Hong Kong movies from, I guess from that era too, but it's less common in that era, like mid '70s. But when you get into like late '70s specifically, and then in the '80s a little bit too. Like, there's so much fucking animal just getting killed on fucking uh. on camera. <laughs> like uh, specifically in the Black Magic movies, there's a ton of shit where they're like they skin fucking snakes alive, and Ooh. they like cut fucking chicken throats and shit, <laughs> like all kinds of crazy shit like that. That like you'd never see in a movie now.
2: All right, wow,
1: uh. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. They don't, they don't, there's no, uh, no one stopping them from doing that.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go and do it.
1: Yeah. it's On that cheery note. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Woohoo.
1: <laughs> um, um, so Excalibur, I don't, is there anything else?
2: It's uh it's very epic. Very- yeah.
1: Yeah. It does a great job at, at. Sort of cataloging the whole life, uh, yeah, kind of. You feel like, yeah, you feel like it's the highlights, but you also feel like you're getting a complete sort of story. Right, right. It kind of,
2: it does kind of have this. It feels like it has an arc to it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, There's kind of. There was something I was thinking of, um, kind of echoing, like when. Merlin gives Uther the the magic power to go and he turns him into the Duke. And, yes. And, yes. The, and it's in this like Stonehenge place. And yes. Th- and there's never really another Stonehenge until right at the end when Arthur is right before that final battle. And so it's like kind of this. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I kind of noticed that this time through. I was like, oh, there's like this this circle here he's going back to this stone circle where yeah. all of where his conception began right. like, like, like this and now this is the ending so of that's it cool, yeah. so that was that was kind of cool when i i saw that i was like oh that's cool it's it's back to merlin and the dragon and, and yeah. once again fog yes because in both of fog, those situations yeah. it was conjuring up fog yeah that, that's uh, kind of created the situation and Pulled them through so yeah
1: i like the fog is as, as a device in this movie qu- quite a bit like it's it's simple it's just fog right but it, but it adds a lot of like this sort of mysterious sort of right, magic right. it's go- like some shit is going down yeah i liked it a lot it's it's well done
2: and the, just the concept of the dragon itself is like it's a there's a dragon in it but right. it's not like it's, There's not really yeah. a dragon per se. It's more just this concept that goes yeah. through it, and it's I like it that. makes it, if anything, even more ominous than an actual like dragon right, flying right. around would have been, especially with like effects work back then. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Have you seen
1: Dragon Slayer? It's like around the same time.
2: Oh, no.
1: I only saw it when I was a kid, and I've never seen it since, but I Mm -hmm. remember they built like a big-ass dragon for the knight to fight. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like a big fucking head and shit to fight, and I don't remember if it looked good or bad. I just remember as a kid being like six and thinking it was amazing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I've never seen it since, so I don't know. I'm
2: kind of remembering Dragon Heart. I think it was. Yeah, the Sean Connery thing. I am the last one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like, so, yeah, it was like, I don't remember, like, again, I don't, like, just like you, I was like, I don't remember if the effects were good or not, I remember, like, just, I didn't think about them at the time, Yeah, it was just like, oh, there's this dude, and he's fighting a dragon, and...
1: Yeah, I remember the effects looking good in that movie at the time. I remember liking that movie at the time. Yeah, I'm thinking, it's CG, so I don't know how it I'm thinking holds there up. There
2: must have been some physical. There stuff probably
1: in There probably was for close-ups and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, because I'm I'm remembering mostly at least the scene where they like become partners. He's, like, sitting inside the dragon's mouth with, like, his sword poking yeah, against Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, there's got to have been some kind of physical effects going on with that, at least. Especially at that time, yeah. There was yeah. definitely probably a mouth, at least. Yeah, that he was sitting in. But
1: I would imagine that they probably built a whole head.
2: Yeah. I and mean, I'm not remembering enough of how things were framed. Yeah, I don't remember, the- Yeah.
1: I remember him being in the mouth though.
2: Yeah, he was like sitting yeah. there, like With I'll the sword, stab yes. you if you. Breathe. He's right. like, I'll breathe fire on you. He's like, What so else? Like, damn, it is freaking stalemate. So they decide yeah. to be partners, and, <laughs> which was. I, I got. I gotta see that movie again. Yeah, that I, was. Yeah, I like that. I, I kind of remember it being like, like I. I think I had just heard it was kind of shitty or something, and uh-huh. I'd never re- And so I didn't really get invested in it. I was just like, Oh, it's just gonna be a rare movie, and I watched it and. I don't know. I don't think I gave it a proper chance, and
1: so you didn't like it when you saw it. You thought it was whatever.
2: Yeah, it was. It was like a, just an okay. Like it was yeah. not something that stuck with me much. It was just kind of like yeah, it was a movie.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, it might still be like that, but I I remember. Yeah, I kind of I kind of think there's more to it. Yeah. To appreciate than what I was appreciating at the time. Perhaps. Well, there's.
1: I think so, and there is actually more because they made. I think at least one or two direct-to-video sequels. Ooh, <laughs> direct-to-video, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I had no idea there were sequels. Actually, so I've never seen them, so I don't know. But, but uh, direct-to-video, so probably uh, uh, enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> to they've,
2: me, they've got to be <laughs> impressive in some way.
1: Yeah, in, either in their shittiness or their, their. Uh, I don't know. Their um. ambitiousness, <laughs>
2: perhaps. Their uh, their somethingness.
1: Yeah, they probably have shitty effects.
2: Yeah. But maybe that's worth seeing. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe not.
1: I'm always down to see some shitty direct video <laughs> from, I don't know when that movie came out, probably late 90s.
2: Yeah, so, that sounds about yeah. right, because I kind of remember seeing it in high school.
1: Yeah, it seems like 96, oh 97, maybe. Which, which
2: probably explains why I had such a meh reaction to it. Is yeah, that's not... Like my jaded high school right, years of, no, yeah, nothing's cool anymore. Right, right. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was... Yeah, I definitely was getting to that point of hating all like modern cinema. <laughs> I mean, it was it was... Movies were getting shittier as the times went on, and then definitely when the 2000s started. Right. I mean, it was just a fucking shit show for years. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh yeah. I, I kind of felt that way about anime, actually. That was oh, kinda, really? I had that, like, same path, like, towards the end of, or, like, into the 2000s. I was yeah. like, oh, things are just shit. Why are things shit? Yeah, just rise kinda... of CG years. You know? Yeah, cause, and that's exactly what it was with, with anime with me. It was just, like, I was watching, so I was like, oh, it's just another anime with shitty CG right, yeah. piled into it. Ugh.
1: That's how, like, uh, Hong Kong movies were, too. Like, the handover in 97, so now... China is in charge of Hong Kong. So that like changed their ability to be super, uh, like, we can do anything in our movies. Hmm. So, like, it changed that. And then also the rise of CG. And it just yeah. made me like, ah, even Hong Kong movies are shitty. <laughs> and um, now I look back and it's like, no, there's still a lot of good stuff. But, I'm only now like sort of realizing that you know, 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of. So I'm sure there's some good anime stuff from yeah,
2: those years. Yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. I think that's going to be the my same experience of it is just that I would need to go back and check out some of those yeah older things that are that shouldn't be older in my mind, but my mind insists are not old, but <laughs> kind yeah, of but are at this point they are they <laughs> so are it's decade old it's old yeah. it's, like... it's
1: hard because it's like. You remember it coming out or whatever, but right? Like, this it's isn't old. Fucking old. Arnold is—I don't know if his birthday is today or yesterday or tomorrow or one of these days. It's right around here. But he fucking turned seventy. Oh Jesus! So, I mean, he still looks dope. But he's fucking Arnold for seventy. He looks good, right? But uh, fucking okay. Austrian champion is seventy. It's sad. Yeah. It's like Jesus. We're getting old, man Man Stallone's not too far behind Yeah He's like 68 or 69 or some shit Yeah, he's gotta be up
2: there Yeah It's
1: fucking crazy, man man. Getting old Yeah, wow So (laughs) It's the way of the world, you know
2: it's like Excalibur. It's yes, pretty old. soon
1: we'll be on a boat, <laughs> just yes. sailing away into yep, the sunset, in,
2: into, into oblivion. Yeah, but yeah, good, uh, good representation of King Arthur.
1: Yeah, I don't know that there's been one as good as this. Yeah,
2: I can't think of a better one, really. Nothing that like stands out as being so memorable. Or no,
1: I mean it's a really solid movie and uh they they this year earlier this year they put out a King Arthur movie ooh and from what i understand it's King Arthur uh with hip hop ooh so maybe we have a new contender maybe wow <laughs> I'll
2: have to I'll have to check that out or or yeah, not, you know yeah it's
1: it's the guy from uh Pacific Rim the main guy from Pacific Rim mm. um which you may or may not remember. He's kind of unmemorable.
2: Yeah, he. I, I kind of remember him, but in yeah. a very unmemorable kind he's of way. Unmemorable. Yeah,
1: he's... And so he is playing King Arthur, All probably right. unmemorably. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know anything else about it, but that's that's what I know. Huh. So.
2: Well, and and it has hip hop in it. Okay. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm not
2: gonna watch it, but <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm I'm just thinking of the there, there was some older one that was like maybe a decade ago or something wasn't there a decade ago maybe yeah I, I just remember people making a big deal out of it at the time because they were like oh guinevere's gonna be fighting and it's gonna be like oh, she's gonna okay. be like more of a warrior princess kind of character and i was like oh okay <laughs> i don't remember, that, and that, I remember and then the movie came out and everybody was like meh yeah and i was like okay i didn't expect more but all right <laughs> well i
1: clearly don't remember it so
2: <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> didn't make an impact yeah no the only other at least live action or theory or theory and thing was some like tv series okay it was like some kind of mini series it was all focused on merlin
1: oh right The merlin series was with like, sam
2: Neil. it must have been like 90s or something yeah
1: yeah no i saw a a trailer for that on a dvd like not too long ago and it looked really cool <laughs> Like, cool in a in a, like a shitty low budget kind of yeah movie yeah it was way. definitely
2: a kind of low TV budget right kinda. but it
1: definitely like it it's on par with some of the low budget movies that I've watched so it looked really cool and I like Sam Neill so yeah it was, yeah I,
2: mean, I remember being kind of okay with I mean I saw, obviously I saw you that watched it I I did watch it okay. I and mean, that was after of course Excalibur so yeah yeah by comparison it was like well yeah. obviously Excalibur was the better <laughs> but yeah yeah. Um, much more um, high magic to it that there's a lot more just straight up magic just going straight, on. Yeah, that's yeah. what it
1: looked like in the in the trailer that I saw, and that's what really mm. intrigued me. It was like, oh shit, they're going like full fantasy with this.
2: Yeah, it was it was a lot more just in your face with the fantasy. And stuff. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's worth watching just for that, just to see. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it. Just how far it goes with things, and yeah. I don't remember a whole lot about it. I just kind of remember it being about Merlin. Like he's the more point of view character, where it's about yeah. him and and how he's trying to set up the kingdom to be great and to manipulate things into. Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, that's like a,
1: a one of my favorite parts about Excalibur. Yeah, yeah. So, so
2: it it take that and obviously not that actor, not uh, right, quite right. the, sa- not not the gonna same, be, guy or anything, right? But, not but... going to be quite that same vibe to it. But at all. To but just to
1: focus on. Like I was saying, oh, I want to spend more time with this character. Like, yeah, that, here's my chance.
2: Yeah that that would be, I, yeah, not quite the same right, character obviously in a not sense, the same, but, yeah, but just but the, it's it's an it's an interesting take. That's, yeah, that, yeah, that's, it's worth checking out if you. Uh, I definitely want, some, want to uh, see that. Yeah, more Arthurian legend stuff. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Be fun to be fun to check out again. I would I would watch it again because yeah. I'd like to see it again and see what uh, what's going on with it because I've forgotten ninety percent of it myself. Right. Right. But I do remember some fun effect that at, at the time I don't know how transparent it would be now. I'm sure it would but, be very transparent. <laughs> but at some point, there's like he, like Merlin's wandering around in the mountains, and they're they're just freaking mountains, and it's just like yeah, they're mountains, whatever. And then suddenly, like they start talking it's like there's this face and it's Ooh. like it's it was there the whole time and it just i just ho- totally didn't even oh, see wow. the face and then it until it actually like opened its mouth and eyes and started talking I'm like oh holy shit there's a face in that mountain that's cool <laughs> and so there was just that i just remember that one point where yeah. merlin was trying to uh, talk to this thing and it was like oh my god like so that that got me that one little moment at least yeah. and and i still remember that so so it has at least that moment that was awesome to me at whatever age I was at the time.
1: <laughs> All right. So let's uh, hold on to that. Yeah. And uh maybe we'll see it in the future. Yeah. So
2: Yeah, I'd say Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure how faithful this story is to Lamort Darthur. Entire like Excalibur. Yeah, I mean, I know there's more or less. It's more or less faithful, but how much changed? I'm not entirely sure. I know some things changed. Um, think the one of the weird ones that I've I noticed is um, and it makes total sense for the movie to have done this. Is that the the fight with him and Mordred at the end? It's actually a complete opposite of how it happens in the book. Oh, like it's actually Arthur with the spear. Oh, okay. And he, he impales Mordred, and Mordred climbs up this... <laughs> so it's like, it happens in exactly the opposite huh. way. So it was kind of funny, but it was like, it makes total sense, because it's like, it's Arthur, he's got Excalibur. Right, why? right. Like, why, why are you going to give him the spear? Like, now he's got Excalibur, man. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of, it makes perfect sense, but... I think his spear was a bit more prominent in Le Arthur. d'Arthur. Like, I think it actually might have had a name of its own. Oh, like okay. It was, it was a more prominent thing. Excalibur 2. <laughs> Excalibur 2. <laughs> like, I think it was... That's actually something kind of interesting. Like, Excalibur uh, and, like, the the Arthurian legends is one of the earliest times where the sword becomes legendary. Okay. Like, in prior, like, mythical heroes, it's the spear that's always the big weapon of... The, oh, okay. Like, the spears were, all, like, Cuchulain the old I, Ooh, I think that's the Kuchulain. irish i think that's irish uh it's, it's like this old irish folk hero folklore thing that's yeah and it's like and he's got this spear and it's this spear is this incredible thing and it's the guy bulge or something huh. like that i've i have clearly i have no friggin' clue how to pronounce any of that shit but right but i mean i i don't know so you're yeah, it, doing fine as far it, as i am yeah but that the <laughs> kuchulane legends are pretty crazy like it's uh like his spear actually like splits and branches out and stabs people and oh, like rips them into shreds. I'm like, oh
0: god, like, that's, cool. this is that's like,
2: badass. Yeah, but like, um, like ancient Greek heroes and stuff, like Odysseus and stuff, yeah. like, They use spears more often than they use swords and stuff. Yeah. And so it's like, so Arthur huh. is kind of like one of the first to, like, the sword becomes this mythical focus rather yeah. than the spear.
1: I wonder how like the years would sync up, but I know like. In a lot of Wusha stuff, there's like legendary swords and weapons mm. and stuff like that as well. Yeah. And I'm sure they, you know, they they're not influencing each other. They're, you know, growing independently.
2: Right. And so, and like when timeline-wise, yeah. Yeah, like I'm just You're like kinda. it's an
1: interesting human thing where like like do you know about Hero with a Thousand Faces, the Joseph oh, yeah, Campbell yeah, thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. like the the basic myth structure of humanity is like present in all these people that, you know, cultures that didn't know each other and whatever throughout history. you
2: can kind of always apply this uh, general shape to all these different myths and legends. Yeah, and
1: so it just makes me think, like, these things, you know, there's legendary swords. Like, that's not necessarily like something that you would arise at when you're thinking about writing a story or whatever right but these two independent cultures and probably others mm-hmm. are to like have this you know not like to the legend to the, the level of uh excalibur where it's like this one sword has become super legendary and everything right i don't yeah, know yeah. that there's one specific thing yeah it, i don't
2: know that there's much of anything as legendary as excalibur in terms right, of legendary right. weapons and
1: yeah i mean that's up there but
2: uh, yeah and I kind of uh know generally speaking with uh just historically that axes were a much more important weapon in the distant past, and then okay. <clears throat> it was only really with like the rise of like better armor and stuff that swords became more huh. prominent, and that if you go back to like older times, the axe was just a more effective weapon, yeah in that, and they are kind of there was an old history channel show that of course they don't show anymore because now all they show is like freaking alien mystery <laughs> bullshit but <laughs> it's
1: history man <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> but, like they they used to do things that were more interesting and one, yeah. one of these shows was like reenacting um like ancient battle kind of stuff huh. and i think it was conquest was the show was what it was called okay and a lot of times they did weirder crap like there was one of like demolition derbies and but like yeah, I didn't care about that but you know they'd go back and be like oh here's how to do like archery as a medieval yeah. archer or something okay. and they'd do stuff like that and one of them was axes like as if like a Viking warrior or something would use an axe and he was oh, like okay. and so they had these reenactors who would do, would do this like as a career they'd been doing this their whole lives and stuff and they were <laughs> like yeah we like the swords better they're more controlled they're more you can use skill on them and stuff Right. and so the host he was like okay this is how you would use an axe he's like well, so I was like now, bear in mind, an axe is really heavy. When Once I swing this thing, I cannot stop it. It's really heavy. It's yeah. really, you know, you, you commit when you swing an axe. And then he just screams at the top of his lungs, just runs at the guy, waving the axe around. And the, guy, the guy's like... <laughs> he just, like, kicks his ass with, oh, the, with the guy with the sword. Because it's just like... You know, it's like... Because even if you block it with a shield, it's you're going to feel coming, it. Yes. And it's still... You're still going to feel it. Like, like, with a sword, it's like... It's like if you if you're gonna commit to attack, it doesn't matter. You could kill the guy swinging the axe at you. He's not gonna stop right, that axe. And the down. momentum is not going to stop, and so it's just like oh, the axe was just this fearsome weapon. And it was only when later on when they could actually properly defend against it that then you needed to <laughs> skillfully like pierce yeah. a sword in between armor plates and stuff wow. that the sword became more prominent. And wow. so an Arthurian legend being more rooted in this medieval, kind, or at least evolving into this more yeah. medieval uh, form that it got in Europe and when it became this whole French thing. Huh. Kind of uh, an interesting little way that, so that might have coincided in historical transitions and stuff, yeah. which, huh. yeah, so it's a, it's a weird one.
1: Yeah, I feel like Excalibur, the sword now... Has like is a reason why swords are kind of like a yeah a you've thing kind of, associated with fantasy and yeah that kind you of kind of think like how can you that.
2: have like this hero without a sword right, right. Like the, the
1: sword the, is like a base weapon you yeah
2: know? and it's like in the past historically it just hasn't necessarily been the case yeah that the sword has not always been this <laughs> primary weapon that's cool it's actually kind of funny that like samurai like the sword was sword? not yeah. Necessarily, but in real practical combat, they didn't use the sword very often. They used this uh like spear weapon basically oh, more okay. often. That well, they, shit, it right. was like just it was like more often than not, they'd be using that because it just had better range and yeah. stronger huh. arc because of that. And just it was the, it was the more practical weapon. And wow. They would use that more often, even though the sword was this iconic emblem. Yeah, of it really is. Yeah, so it's. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Who knew? You did, I yeah, guess. I I guess I did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I mean, but if you want to go that route, you can also go to just the fact that Arthur would never have had that medieval armor going on, you know, that's yeah, that's yeah. De- you know, that armor is definitely from like the 16th century kind yeah. of, you know, 15th-16th century armor. It's definitely not what they would have had. In the ancient times but at the same right. time that's like that's just what you think of when you think of arthurian yeah legends. So yeah it really is
1: all tied into that just visually like you just it's like so what that's what it is
2: yeah, yeah. it's like how can you, it's like that's what the legends are it's like right. it's and it's like it's not meant to be realistic obviously it's fantasy but yeah it's like there's no real need for it to be this realistic representation of the past
1: well, especially now where we're pretty far away from that and the average person
2: mm-hmm. doesn't
1: fucking know any difference, you know.
2: Yeah, it's kinda of weird. But like most of the more recent Arthurian legend stuff has gone away from that armor. Oh really? It's like like that Merlin series I was talking about is much more uh period oh, weird. styled. Like they're they're not in the the full like knight yeah. armor. They're like was, more in like scaled armor it's probably and stuff. Cheaper. <laughs> it, probably. <laughs> like that like that one movie I was talking about with the, the word Guinevere is more of a word. Like I think that was going back more tw- trying to be huh. uh more like what oh, the weird. time period would have actually been like. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> how successful they are at that you know yeah right right i'm sure they aren't exactly effective representations of it but they were they were at at least uh putting themselves placing themselves as we are being this way we're being more realistic about it yeah at the same time it's like watching i was thinking about that watching this i'm like there's all these ones that try to be more realistic and i'm like you know, I don't really care. Like I'm, I'm right. happy with this being this unrealistic portrayal of the society of yeah. being medieval Europe rather than ancient England,
0: and even I though feel, it's ancient England.
1: Yeah, and I
2: feel like if they had just gone
1: plate armor. It probably would have been more successful. <laughs> like, people would have been like, oh, cool, a little, one of these things. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know who's in it or, or, yeah, how, or how shitty it was or yeah, whatever. I don't know either.
2: I mean, but it, it, it was a 2000s era film, so yeah, it's, it's probably was probably, probably be a total shit. piece of
1: shit. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Christ. Um, well, we better wrap this up.
2: Yeah, we've been blithering long enough, I think. Okay, well.
1: <laughs> All right, so Excalibur is fucking great. Watch it yeah. if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, watch it again. It, it's um,
2: just as good the second time around. Yeah, it really is. It's not better.
1: really is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so until next time, I'll say uh, adios.
2: See ya.
0: Ask me if I give a shit. (laughs)